Hey, what's going on, people? It's Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com, and um, we on the roll today, man. You know, uh, got, got a, a gentleman in the building today that um, I'm just learning about his music. But you know, before we get to that, I just want to let you guys know that today's podcast was brought to you by the good folks over at Audible.com. Um, you get a free audio book, uh, free audio book download, and a 30 day free trial if you just use uh, www.audibletrial.com/straightoutthedin. Go ahead and put that in. On the site, um, it's over 150,000 titles. So if you if you like to read, uh, but don't like to physically read, and you rather just listen to the audiobooks, uh, which is something that I rather do. Um, I'm not real big on trying to physically sit down and read. It takes a long time. I rather listen to it. So um, if you want that, man, like I said, it's a free audiobook uh, download and a 30 day free trial. Just make sure you use uh, audibletrial.com/straightoutthedin. That's S T R the number eight O U T D A D E N. All right, without that, um, that business out the way, man. Welcome to Homie Dad, fresh to the podcast. What's going on, bro? Yo, what it do, big homie? Man, I'm cooling, man. First off, thank you for coming through. Um, yeah. You know, it's so much stuff that I want to get to. And, 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 you know, like I was telling you off air, it's like um, we real chill, man, real mm-hmm. conversation. So we just going to talk about life. At the end of this, I just want <laughs> people to get a chance to know who you are. You I'm know what I'm saying? I'm so, with it. I'm with um, it. I want to start off first, like, you know how I first um, learned about your music. Uh, shout out to the homie Nika over at uh, Broke the Dope. Um, she really, you know, um, first put me onto the music, and um, I think we we might have something coming up that you you know you'll be a part of later on. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it, but um, you know she put me onto the music, and you know I listened to the project, and, and it was a it was one of those things, or it's it's a I don't want to say it's like a new sound, but it's a different sound. It's like kind of incorporating both worlds in mm. a sense like you're giving me lyricism you're talking about real life but you you know you still have that that sound of, of atlanta so i i know you from from the city but mm. you know what i mean like you ain't like you don't sound typical i'll put it like that you know okay, what i mean yeah, I you, know, you don't sound that. typical so you know i wanted to get that out of the way as far as like you know where i first excuse me really heard from you man and, and, and the music so you're a college park native right yeah yeah, yeah. been in the city uh for a while so you know let's start at the beginning bro like that that journey through music, you know, being in a city where there's so much history in College Park, like mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to music. Um, but for you, like, where did that journey start for you? Uh, my journey for music really started, I would say, um, probably from birth. Everything I've ever done in life has has led me up to music. You know, yep. even this point now, you know what I mean. Um, all decisions I've made, decisions I haven't made, you know, they all led to music in one way or another. Um, but just growing up. Uh, you know, before I lived in College Park, I lived in Texas. Dope, dope. You know, and um, like I had a I had a different childhood in a sense where I lived in three well respected ghettos, hoods, you know, lower income areas, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, I lived in Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. I lived in Galveston County, Texas, and of course College Park, Clayco. So. You know, my upbringing was, um, it was definitely diverse, you know, just seeing different um, areas and how different people thrive and how people, different people grind. And, you know, culture, music culture is big, you know, in lower income community areas because we don't have a lot to lean on, you know what I mean? Besides athletics, you know, stuff, we lean on stuff that we could do on our own without having, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. we don't have to really pay for it. So, you know, um, music was always big, like, growing up, like, when I lived in Duval, you know, we used to listen to Uncle Luke, 
he was like that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like growing up, you know, he used to whoop back in the day. You yeah. know, if you're from Duval, you're from Florida, you know, you used to whoop, you used to dance. Expl- dance explain that now because I don't know what that is. I'm, you know, I'm I'm born here in Atlanta, but raised in Macon. <laughs> I've never heard that term before, so you got to break that down. It's like a dance. Like, okay. you know, like, you know, in the song, it looks like, like I feel a whoop coming, coming on. on. Yeah, 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 it's a whoop, just an arm movement. You Dude, know I saying? never knew that. I yeah, swear to yeah. you, I never knew that. Yeah, it's just a dance, you know what I'm saying? You know, so growing up, like, that was the thing. Like, young niggas used to dance. Yeah. When I moved to Texas, it was a lot more chill. Like, they don't, you know, it wasn't mainstream. It was just real laid back, kind of like, this is what we do, slow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, slab-type music. Like, you know, big, big, long cars, like Crown Vicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just slowed-down music with heavy bass. I fell in love with, you know, DJ Screw, um... Project Pat, not Project Pat, excuse me, Fat Pat, I'm tripping, Fat Pat, Pat, um, Lil Kiki, you know what I mean, Um, Paul Wall, Lil Flip, you know what I mean, the old school Lil Flip, the Freestyle King, before he was even writing verses, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about, man, when I was in 10th grade, we had youngster coming to school, I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, that, that beating down your block, knocking pictures off the wall, yeah, 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 he came to my high school, man, performing at the homecoming, so I've always seen hip hop just crazy you know how people respond it. to it yeah and so you know when i moved to um when i moved to college park in 2000 um it was just different like culture shock kind of because atlanta's totally different than anywhere anywhere yeah. and then college park is totally different than anywhere in atlanta like every every suburb in atlanta has their own kind of like i guess um culture you know yeah. what i mean yeah. their own stilo so you know you know, Clayton County, we've kind of really just always been fresh, always kind of just been fly. You know what I mean? You fly know, talking, always lingo like, you know what I mean? I'm glad you said that because that's, that's one thing that's um, a lot of people outside of, of the city don't realize that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because most of the time when somebody say Atlanta, you know, a lot of times you have to say Atlanta because people don't know about like College Park. They don't know about Decatur. They don't mm-hmm. know about Gwinnett. You know, mm-hmm. Clayco and all that. And so, you know, the general public think that this is Atlanta, but it's like when you're in the city... You know the difference. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know that it's like uh, going to College Park. College Park is more than, you know, the airport and, and you know, more than just what Ludacris and, and, mm-hmm. and all of them had to offer. It's so much stuff yeah. in College Park. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the same thing about Decatur. You know, it, it's great now because you have artists that's actually shouting those places out now. Yeah, As definitely. opposed to saying just like, I'm from Atlanta. You know what I mean? So, I'm glad that you brought that up. Kind of go in, into that a little bit more. I know I kind of cut you off, but like I talking did. about co- College Park. And the differences between there and, you know, the city of Atlanta. Oh, man, it's just, first off, like, the hustle is different. I mean, you have to, I mean, really, it's it's really more of, like, an educational thing. Okay. You know, when you understand, like, the dichotomy of College Park versus the city of Atlanta. You know what I mean? You have to take into, into account the economics of the city, which dictates the education, Right. And once you look at, like, the education, the level of educational success within each one of those cities, you can determine a lot of what's going on, right? So the lower the um, high school graduation rates, the lower the standardized test scores, you already know what kids are doing. They're dropping out, Mm -hmm. selling drugs, trapping. I mean, that's the new thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I mean, it's... Unfortunately, but it is. You know, but, like, when I was, when I, you know, because I graduated class of 2003, Okay, and so you we, know, were, we were on the same age. You like, what, 28, 29? 29, like yeah. Okay. So my mom, like, it, it wasn't even you weren't going to graduate high school. Yeah. Like, my mom, she grew up in the civil rights era. You know what I'm saying? So education was big in my house. Gotcha. Now, in households, 
finances are big because because the media and the government has shifted their focus from racism to um you know class yeah classism yeah. economic economic um divide yeah you know what I'm saying that's true that's true man so you have to understand where the battle is that's first so living in College Park and 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 growing up around nothing but hustlers you know what I mean like I lived on Garden Walk. Uh, which is like really on the line between Riverdale and College Park. I mean, it's like legit. Like you could be on one side and go to the other side, and you probably want to walk want to walk down that street. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Late yeah. night by yourself, like for real. Like I mean, and so you know, you just got to understand the mentality of these people. I mean, but it's very creative at the same time. Like a lot of mm-hmm. people in College Park are very creative, very smart, um, and it's a lot of love out there too. You know what I mean? Like the South Side, we really hold our own down. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like when two chains came out before two chains came out, everybody in the South Side was bumping two chains. That man, that's you know so I mean? true, dude. That's so true. You know, you bringing up a lot of good points, man, and, and stuff that I, I see. We we about to go in a whole nother direction, which I'm loving. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like it's that talk that we need to talk about, like the, the whole classism and you know economical divide. Mm-hmm. It's like you know I grew up in that same type of environment where my parents was like, dude, you going to college? That's all I knew. Yeah. You know, growing up, it was like. No, like, mm-hmm. go to college and then get there and figure out what you want to do. But, like, dude, you getting out of here. Right, right, Because right. it's like, they they saw it. You know what I mean? I'm from a city like like Macon, dude. It's amazing. And, and, and I'm sure you can kind of attest to this, too. But you don't realize what you're living in until you move out or, like, mm-hmm. get around other people. Mm-hmm. It was like, when I came up here for college, man... I told people that I was from Macon. I used to get looks like, you from Macon? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no, y'all crazy yeah, down yeah. there. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, this is all I know. This is what I grew up around. So to yeah. me, it don't feel it don't feel like that. But then when I step out and I look back and, and now like every other week, I'm looking online like somebody got shot. Mm-hmm. You know, this, you know, one of my best boys from high school, man, like three years ago, almost lost his life, like shot like multiple times, dude. Like... It's and crazy. it's like for no, you know, it's yeah. it's like for nothing. It's like why, you know what I mean? And it's like it's just so crazy, dude. That like we see, you know, what what life is going on. But just like you said, though, it's it's that economical divide because people now are like, I got to get money and I got to get it yesterday. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? They ain't yeah. even thinking about well, there's better ways to set up to get money. But they think about like if I don't have it now, it's like whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's crazy, dude. Like like I, I'm thinking about. How does that tie in, you know, going through all of those different situations and living in different places, um, tie in with, you know, your fabric as not just as an artist, but as a person, you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is that doing for you right now? Um, um, it's incredible, um, you know, because I've learned, I learned from OGs in major cities, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, I learned the game from, you know, from just different perspectives everywhere I went, you know, just putting myself in, I guess, quote-unquote, real nigga environments. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was big for me growing up. That was big to me. Like, used to look up to the dope boys. You know what I'm saying? Used to look up to niggas who used to get females. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, one of my player partners named Loose Bills from Duval. You know what I mean? He on the mixtape, too. Like, he one of the niggas I, I looked up to growing up. Mm. First nigga ever teach me how to get a female in the mall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we ain't had no cell phones. How, how, how was that conversation, bro? <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just surreal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, bro, you can't hang with me if you don't get no females. 
You so can't, it was, it you know what I'm saying? Simple, it's just that simple. And then, and then, like, once you understand the reality of life, that is life. You can't yeah. be around these type of people if you don't do what they do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So for me growing up, it wasn't about talking about I'm doing this. It was just doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, letting the pedigree speak for itself. So, so you know, um, you, you speak on a lot of interesting stuff, man, because it's, it's those things that everybody knows that it happens, right? But yeah. for some reason, people don't like to talk about it and express it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of like one of those, you know, hidden rules or whatever. Like, you just don't talk about that. But me, personally, I think, like, man, if it makes you into who you are as a person today, yeah, you need to speak on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, you know, we have this platform for you to really get a chance to talk. Um, you know, I want you to kind of think back, like, you know, the first time that you knew that um, you wanted to do this thing called rap. Uh, first time I knew I wanted to do this thing called rap, it's probably like a year ago, mm. and uh, a little, a little over a year ago, and I had just like broken up with one of my exes. I ain't had no place to stay, and um, like my manager at the time, like I stayed with him for maybe like four days, like after I slept in my car. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was just going through it, right? And then. Couple months, couple months passed, like a month and a half passed. I fired my manager, and I was just at a point where, like, you know, I could have easily had given up. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I could have easily just been like, "Well, I shift my focus on, you know, education." Because at the time, I was at Georgia State. Shout yeah. out to Georgia State, man. Yeah. That's my alma mater, man. That's, oh, that's what's up. up. <laughs> so, um, I just started writing music. Yeah, I just started writing more and more, and and the more. I start putting my emotions on paper or what I was dealing with at the time, like the better it was. And then I started, it was like, it was, I kind of felt like Neo in the matrix. Like it just started coming together. Gotcha. Like the formula for writing songs was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then it's like, see, like most niggas have to tell a story about, what they done been through. Yeah. You don't have to tell you no story. I can tell you exactly what tell happened. Tell you what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have to fabricate nothing. Yeah. And then you can go talk to whoever, you know what I'm saying, that's associated with me or has been in the past and they'll validate what I done been through. You know what I'm talking about? So that's when I started feeling, fall in love with music when I realized that I could be myself. Man, that's you know so, what I'm saying? I'm glad you said that, dude, because like, you know, I'm the type of person where no, no matter who you are, if you can be yourself in the music, it's so much better because it's yeah. like, it's that thing, like, especially right now, it might be hard to see, but like down the line, like, for example, like if you pop on a record that's not really you, mm-hmm. you kind of lost because now you got to live up to that expectation. Whatever that is, it can be like if you gangster, you can be where if you like bubblegum type rap, yeah. it don't matter. But if that first song pop, now all of a sudden that's you, you got to be this person. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say, man, always be whoever you are. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. then whatever happens is you. You Most know what definitely. I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah I can dig that. Mm-hmm. Don't forget did that. Um, so you said about a year ago, that's how, how long have you been rapping though? Um, about four years, three, so, about three, four years. Three or four years. So really, I everything, everything prior to that last year experience of like you know losing a girlfriend and having to file your manager, living in a car, and all of that. Up until that point, what for you? What was that kind of just like um, 
trial and error or it was like trying to figure out if it's something that I you mean, wanted to do? It wasn't even, I wouldn't even, I mean, I guess looking back on it, I could call it trial and error. Yeah. But at the time, I could have swore I knew what I was doing. <laughs> you know it's what I'm like, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, it was like once I had fell on my ass, I was like, wait a second. You mean to tell me I was doing this shit wrong the whole time? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? But I was, I mean, I'm blessed because I had only dropped one mixtape at the time. Okay. But, okay. like, I spent, like, over 50K in the game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, damn, I spent all that money. And I've been, I'm still the same person I was four yeah. years ago, like, in, in terms of, like, essence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, damn, I could have been telling the story then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And put that money behind this instead of putting money behind a fabrication of what I thought people wanted to hear in terms of rap music. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And that... It doesn't eat at me anymore, you know what I'm saying? But it used to eat at me because it's like, damn, Charlotte, you know, you had, you know, that's what I'm talking about? Yeah. But, you know, you can't really get mad, you know what I'm saying? It's just a learning lesson, you know what I mean? Life is not what you go through, it's how you respond to it. That's true. Because your next move got to be your best move, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't be concerned about, you know what I'm saying, what happened 30 seconds ago. You got to be concerned about the right now because that no. dictates five minutes from now, you exactly. know what I'm saying? No, that, that's real, man. And, yeah. and, you know, you said a couple of important things that, that I definitely want to pull out and, and, and let people hear. Number one, you invested in yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, dude, I, I talk to a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the truth be told, a good, you know, 40% of them don't realize that it takes putting your own dime into what you want to do. Um, you know what I mean? A lot of people yeah. chase a record deal and they wonder why they get jacked up deals because they chase deals for, you know, they're looking at the record label as a bank, which that's all the record label is a bank. You know, mm -hmm. it gives you money to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But they forget about investing in themselves because if you do that, you have more leverage. You know what I'm saying? It's just exactly. like it's with anything. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people, they take those shortcuts and those <laughs> shortcuts end up being, you know, pitfalls. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, you got to, you got to do it. So I, I, I was happy to hear that you actually put your own money into what you were doing and believed in it enough to put money into it. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what else though, man? What else you were going through? Like you said, what were some of those things that you were doing um, early on um, that I guess you can say wasn't putting you on the right path for your music because like you say you spent you know the x amount of dollars on, mm -hmm. on trying to do it but it was the wrong stuff you know man uh paying to perform <laughs> that's like yo like that was that was like my biggest downfall thinking that paying to perform would build my fan base and and, and you know it wasn't until i became a better artist that i started to realize that you know paying to perform number one is watering down my brand and number two the artists that I'm performing around aren't of my caliber. And so it makes me look of less, you know, than a stellar artist. And then number three, this money that I'm paying to perform, I could use to invest in my brand and have people pay to come see me. I could put my own event on. Can I, I want to stop you right there for yeah. a second, right? Because I just had the same conversation with, with a couple of people. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to express to them why you shouldn't charge artists to perform. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a lot of what you just said. Number one, man, when you when you start charging artists to perform, you open the floodgates for anybody that got bread to get on stage. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can have a filtering process, but when you got 30 people that, that that's not of caliber, that's willing to pay above and beyond to get on stage, and then yeah. you know, and the people that got real talent, they're like, man, they ain't paying you to perform. So what happens is, you end up taking this money because these are the people that's willing to pay. And you put on a crappy show. And it's just like you said, the main thing was like, 
you surround yourself around people that's really not that talented. Exactly. So it makes people think that makes you look good, but it's like, well, if you're like the next to last to perform, if I'm there, I'm like, I don't want to see nobody else perform. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Who's so it's going to remember you. Exactly. It's not going to be memorable, man. So <laughs> I, I can agree with that. And, and just like you said, also, it's like this bread that I'm spending. I could put that, save that, and put on my own show mm-hmm. and invite people to come in and put, you know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. I, man, I, I've never liked that pan to perform. And I always try to sway artists to like go away from that. I ain't trying to take money out of yeah. nobody else's pocket, but it's just like ultimately in the long run, I don't think it's a good idea. And I think like the last point on that is supporting other artists' movement. Because yeah. when you're paying to perform, like what you gotta understand is that the, the promo team behind that, they probably got an artist that they pushing. You know what I mean? More than so, likely. So, you know, you go to perform at such and such showcase, guess what? That little $500 that you just spent on her, you know, for her joint, she finna take 350 of it and put it on her artist, and her artist finna go here and do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you wondering why your, that artist is doing this and you staying here? It's because you're you're funding their campaign. Yeah. <laughs> Instead That's of funding real, your though, own. Though. Yeah. It's, That's so real, like, But people, But see, like, I'm the bad guy, though. You know what I'm talking about? Because <laughs> nah. I don't, don't want to... You know what I'm saying? Fund your campaign and your niggas suck. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I'm right there with you, dude. And it's like, I'm so glad that this came up at this moment because I swear to you, dude, like, we were having not even a heated argument, but it was just like I was in a meeting and I was trying to express, like, dude, we do not want to do that. Yeah. I know know you got to make bread. I get it. Yeah. There's other ways to make bread. And if anything, like, they should be paying the artists to come out. I don't care if it's $50. Like, the the name of the game is music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost. There is nothing without music. Mm-hmm. So how you going to charge an artist to come out and perform at a venue that you don't have fans for, but you want him to bring his fans, you want him to record you know, dope music, which is a given, but I'm just saying, though, all that costs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I got to turn around and pay you to get on stage. Like, yo, I'm telling you right now, I could go perform somewhere, and I'm, I'm going to bring at least 15 people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that may not sound like a lot, but if you're charging... $10 a pop, that's $150 you done made off my people. Exactly. You mean to tell me I can't, I don't deserve 50 of that? Yeah, my nigga? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, you know, because I, I, I put on shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I get it. It's one of those things is I have this policy where, you know, the venues that 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 I'm putting on shows, it's not it's not big venues. They're small, right. intimate venues. So yeah. I don't I don't believe in charging artists to perform. That's mm-hmm. just my, that's my, my thing. Whenever an artist... If if somebody brings me on something, they want me to charge artists. I just tell them I can't be a part of it because that's I I just don't believe in charging artists to perform. Straight up. On on the other end of that, you know, depending on the venue, if I have something where I can get three hundred people in the venue, mm-hmm. I can break artists off without a problem. Yeah. But if my venue is like you know less than a hundred people, and and truly my cap is, I'm always going to have a serious cap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you you know with with seventy people in the venue. And nobody leaving and coming back, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you can't. There's only so much you can make, you know. What mm-hmm. You're really not making a lot of bread off of that, you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's like those situations. But if I got a venue that I know I can get 300 people in here max, mm-hmm. and this dude bringing me 20 people in here, why I'm not? You know, even if just like you say, even if it's a small amount of money, it's the look, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But go back to the original thing, dude. I, I just don't believe in, in paying artists to put perform, man. It's just to me, it's always been crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just always been crazy because, like up. you say, you you fund you end up funding another artist, and yeah. it's always like that. It's always like that. It's a smart business plan yeah. for 
the people that's been on the show. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? It is. But it's just a hustle, though. It's a, it's a, it's, yeah. it's all, all, all different types of hustle. What else yeah. you dealt with, though, man? Because I'm sure that's not the only thing. Um, man, just promoters, you know, <laughs> um, not not being able to provide everything that they promise. You know, promoters latching on to other brands and attempting to make themselves seem validated by that other brand. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, someone might put something on in the name of such and such or, you know, V103 or 179 or whatever. But really, you just... You just have you you have the ability to use the name, but you have no affiliation, so it's yeah. nothing tangible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's not real. So you know, like I mean, I went on this tour one time, a quote unquote tour. It's like supposed to be like a four city tour with uh, with uh, I can't even remember this guy's name, man. It was so whack. And this other, and the other guy I do remember his name was Gambino. If if he works at he works with 1079 or whatever, and um, it's supposed to be like a four city tour. You know, you pay like. Three hundred and fifty dollars is supposed to be get get like bands, you know. They're supposed to have the spots already promoted, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Everything's supposed to be packed out. I, yeah, see, yeah, where, yeah. I see where this is going. <laughs> Yo, first city we get to is like Wilmington, North Carolina, I think. My nigga, the strip club. We was at a strip club, bro, okay. and it was like a private strip club. I don't know if you ever been to a private strip club. You know the ones that require membership and shit. Okay, they just yeah. totally different though. It's yeah. a totally different environment, like. You never know what you might see in that motherfucker. Like, motherfuckers might be just fucking, just out there. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's that type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. So, like, my nigga, we get in there first off, and it's like three or four people in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, we like, yo, this the first performance? They're like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, mind you, they ain't have none of the transportation they had. They said they was going to have. So, nigga had to, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, fund his own transportation. Yeah, so yeah. Nigga had to rent a car. You know what I mean? And so we punking the nigga for gas money and shit. Like, nigga, where the fuck the gas money? You know what I mean? Like, it just, it turned into something else because you got these niggas, these hungry street niggas on this quote-unquote tour and you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. So the niggas niggas out here looking scary. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) So, shit, like, we leave leave the strip club and nigga like, hey, bro, if if the next spot ain't popping, we smashing on the nigga. You know what I mean? So we get to the next spot and it was in Virginia. It was... um, I can't even think of the name of the city. It's in Virginia, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, man, like, the city, like, it was just so whack, man. We was at, like, this fucking, like, like, clown house slash, uh, uh, what's the shit's called? Um, uh, hostel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, like, oh, a clown man. house slash oh, hostel man. type joint. Oh, man. Like, an entertainment, but they had, like, a stage. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, they were supposed to be bringing, you know what I'm saying, people out and shit like that. You know what I mean? And like five people came to the joint, you know what I'm saying? So at Danville, that's where it was, Danville, Virginia. I don't even know what you know that what I'm saying. Exactly, nigga, it's some country bunky shit. Like yeah. only niggas in VA really know about this shit. Or if you've been on the road, like music wise, like you know, niggas know the small town. Maybe at a small town, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, like we there, you know what I'm saying? And shit got violent, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, niggas ain't niggas ain't promoting this shit. Nigga, y'all say pay this, and then this ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? So some niggas had smashed on one of the promoters and shit. You know what I mean? And we motherfucking in Virginia, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We six states away, nigga. And we like, damn, we done paid to come out here with the fuck. So we supposed to go to D.C. next. We ain't get to D.C. So we come back to uh, Atlanta. And uh, Gambino like, oh, shit, you know, that shit was fucked up. So I'm just going to let you perform at Battlegrounds for free. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nigga, fuck Battlegrounds. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It, it, like, nigga, put me on the radio, huh? Fuck you talking about. Yeah, that's, you know? it's, that's, that's crazy, <laughs> man. Because, I mean, that's the one thing, man. And, and I'm glad we actually getting a chance to, to go over some of this stuff. Because it's like, it's the stuff that happens in, in, in this industry of music. And it happens in different other industries as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, just not to that magnitude. But yeah. it's so much pay now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's... it's promise later yeah. and it's like you know yeah. my thing is dude be upfront about anything mm-hmm. like look man I'm putting I can tell you I'm putting up, I'm putting up a tour my first time doing it I'm reaching out to these different venues I can't promise a whole lot of the only thing I can really promise man is like look transportation to and from there get you a hotel room but we're gonna go on this little four city tour I, I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be dope but I don't know you know what I mean if you come mm-hmm. to somebody like that like this is the first time I'm doing it and I'm these are new connects Things are a little bit different when you go to a city and it's 10, 15 people there because yeah. you, you knew that going up. It's like, yeah. yo, dudes that, you know, we basically funding the tour. Whatever we make, we make. That's different than opposed to like, man, look, everything you're going to be packed. You know, yeah. going, it's like, come on, bro. Like, we just keep like, it real with me, man. It was like a traveling open mic. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's just not the way to go, man. Like, just be open and honest. And, I mean, and you, you come across that all the time. It's like, it's the one thing about music that I truly, I don't like to say hate, but dislike, you know what I'm saying? Because there's so much promise in everything. And, you know, I, one thing with, with, with my brand, dude, like, I, I just didn't want to promise anybody something that I couldn't deliver on. Man. Like, I just, yo, I, I, I can't do it. I had, um, I had a dude from MMG come the other day. I ain't gonna say his name, because apparently that's not how we supposed to do business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, I had this nigga from MMG call me. You know what I'm saying? He like, yo, Fresh, I like your shit. You dope. I'll throw you on a track, Fresh Montana. I'm like, shit, cool. So he like, yeah, this shit gonna cost you though about twenty five hundred. I'm gonna put up half. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, twenty five hundred for Fresh? Shit, nigga, run it. You know what, yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So then he called me back after you know a little bit of back and forth or whatever. He like, man, you know, I know your money might be tight. So shit, we gonna I'm gonna let you do it for a stack. You know what I'm saying? If you shoot me the bread today. And I'm like, I don't know. I ain't really fucking with it. So I sent this nigga um, one of my tracks, Libations. And uh, he like, yo, first want to jump on that. I'll run that right now, 500. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, if this nigga want to jump on the track, why I got to pay him? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so saying so like, oh, well, fuck it, man. We ain't going to do it. Well, fuck it, then, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, But that's the business. Like Everybody trying to write in and there. Don't nobody want to negotiate or talk about, you know what I'm saying, the whole deal or nothing yeah you know what i mean like i feel like i feel like everybody trying to get over on people in some way shape or form like it's been happening for years yeah man. yeah of course it's but that's happening. just the that's just the one thing like you deal with in the music industry because like me personally like i walk with the almighty you know what i'm saying like that's number one that's first and foremost you got to understand that about me i'm a man by principle you know what i'm saying like you know i'm not gonna do you wrong if you don't do me wrong yeah. first off if you do me wrong i'm probably just gonna cut you out of my life yeah. I don't even need that type of energy. That's the that's the best thing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> so, but then number two, like, with that being said, I, I expect, you know what I'm saying, people to produce what they say they can produce. Man. You know what I'm saying? I expect you to be a man of your word. And in this industry, you better get used to people not being able to produce what they say they're gonna produce. Man, because you're gonna so be a <laughs> pissed off motherfucker. Like, bro, like right now, right? I'm telling you, like right now, I don't have a phone on me. Mm-hmm. It's not because I can't afford to pay a phone. I, you know what I'm saying? It's because my phone rings all the time because people got their hands out. Mm. If, bruh, like, 
I could count on my hands how many times I could call someone and then they reliable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what the fuck I need a phone for if I y'all niggas only want something but you can't do nothing? You know what I'm talking about? That's real though. Straight up though. You can hit yeah. me on Twitter, nigga. You can blow my buzz up, but you can't call me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real, Straight up, you can't help me. You can't help me out with my music shit, bro. Yeah. But you can goddamn call me for the set. You need me to pull up on yada yada. Nah, yeah. mm-mm. I'm Gucci. <laughs> you know what no, I'm that, that's real though, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of times, man. Those choices that you make early on really can affect you know ten years down the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you get in your head now that it's like, let me let me keep my my circle small. Straight up. Like let me keep it small, and 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 it's not even necessarily if you need me type thing or if I need you, but it's like. Why we have an unnecessary conversation? Exactly. <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm we have an unnecessary conversation, and, and cool. I get it. I mean, I, I understand. Like, I'm building a, a business from from nothing, so I understand you mm-hmm. got a network. But it's a difference between networking and like wasting time. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like my man told me when I was a jit, he said, "You can't be around me. You ain't getting no hoes. You can't be in the trap. You ain't getting no money. What the fuck you come around for, yeah. nigga? You hot? You twelve? Fuck you doing? You know what I'm saying? You just sitting around watching." Picking up game and shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to bring, bring some... To the yeah, table. that's yeah. not how life works, man. Like, if you just do your research, man. Like, so many black people are lost, and this is the fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? It's like, niggas is just systematic slaves. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Everybody is with the... what. Ugh, I can't even say that. But everybody's what the white man want them to be. You know what I'm saying? And it's a certain sect of white people that want you to be a certain type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you, we as black people got to wake the fuck up and realize where we came from. We didn't come from a motherfucking uh, culture of people where motherfuckers was rich. We ain't ha- And then, you know, you had poor motherfuckers. We didn't have no caste system. You know what I'm saying? We had an Ubuntu philosophy, which means I am who I am because of who we all are. You know what I'm saying? So the community raised one. You know what I'm talking about? And so we have lost that whole, you know, the whole feel of that organically growing type of um, relationship. You know what I'm saying? The whole model of, all right, so say like if this brother, he's a chef, you know what I'm saying? I work in the field. I ain't going to let you go to another continent. You know, I'm not going to let you go to another country or continent, you know, to get your... You know get what I'm saying? Get me? your goods. Yeah, get your shit from me. And then, yeah. you know what I'm saying? At the same time, I'm going to eat good because I know you're cooking this you're shit. Cooking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole that's the whole theme of the, uh, of the community. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but what the fuck is that? What do we have if, you know what I'm saying, every black person, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying every black person is like that, but when you look at, like, the communities, it's a crab in a bucket mentality. Man, it's so, it, it's, it, like you said, man, everybody got their hands out, man. And it, yeah. It, it's unfortunate. Like I, I, I will say this for my my circle of people. I, 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 like you. Well, I can't even say it's a small circle, but you know, I got I got seven homeboys. Well, six homeboys. There's seven total of, of us that like we all met in high school. I mean, uh, college, and we just jailed. And like yeah. we like we've been through all the things, but you know, ultimately we like you know we stuck together and we tell each other the truth about no matter what. I don't care. Like when everybody else saying like, man, this is dope. We'll be the ones to tell you like, nah, you need to go back to work on that. Mm-hmm. If you messing up, my homeboys tell me like, yo, Jay, you messing up. Like you, me-, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so we keep it, we keep it tight in. And I got two homeboys from high school, man, that like, we still close. Like, and I know that sounds like a lot of dudes, but those are dudes who I can call right now in the middle of this podcast. And if they ain't doing something, they, what you need. Yeah. It's like, no matter what. And I got homeboys in the white house. I got homeboys in Cali. Like, they real talk with like if I need something because they know I'm not calling them mm-hmm. just to be calling them. You yeah. know what I mean? They know yeah. that if I'm calling them, it's for a reason because they ain't gonna get up, pick up the phone and like, yo, I need this, I need that. Like, no. And I got successful homeboys, yeah. but it's like, no, like y'all made it y'all way. 
Let me make it my way. And then when we all in a good space, mm-hmm. we rise up together and make something bigger. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I I feel you, bro. Like, people with their hands out. And, you know, I just, I keep I keep stuff so quiet. Like, yeah. my family don't even know what's going on. My, my parents, like, all they know is I talk on the microphone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do music. And it's like, I just leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not... It's really nobody else's business, yeah. honestly. You Any, know, what I'm anything more gonna lead to judgment. Yeah, it is, man. And, and, <laughs> you know what I'm it, it's amazing that the more successful you become in, with anything, people start to, you know, try to figure out. Well, I think really what it is, bro, is like people see that they're not doing something. Yeah. So they're like, they want to put that on you. Yeah. And the only way that they could put that on you is just by like making you feel bad by not helping them do something. I can't stand I mean? it, bro. I don't get it. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people out there, you know, begging for the hand up, but they ain't, you know, ain't pulling themselves up at the same time. Like, and that's the way, that's the way, see, to me, like, if you don't have faith in, if you can't have faith in a man, then you can't have faith in God. Mm. You know what I'm explain, saying? Explain and, that for me, break that down. Like, like, we as product of the Most High um, are capable of anything. That's true. We are, I mean, our strengths are endless. The capabilities are endless. And faith is love. Faith mm-hmm. is moving without question. You know what I'm saying? So if you can if you can believe in God, then you should be able to trust in your fellow man. That's right? Because you don't, I mean, when last time you saw actual being like God. When's the last time you saw God walking down the street and you was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go talk to him right quick." Yeah, no, never. I see, I see what you're saying. So yeah, it's yeah. like you know, you have these tangible people, but you believe in something that you can't see, feel, or touch. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like you're turning your back on fellow man. To me, that's like to me that um, brings your um, to me that brings in your your spirituality in question. For mm. me, you know what I'm saying? Because first and foremost, we're supposed to walk with the Most High. That's what we're here to do. You know, the purpose of life is is to reconnect with love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you and if you aren't loving, then what are you doing? No, I, I feel you, man. And, and, you know, I'm a man of God myself. And I, yeah. I've said this plenty of times on, on the podcast. And, and sometimes it's a, it's a taboo, you know, uh, conversation to have um, because some people don't want to talk about it. And some people feel uneasy. And, and we can go there. I don't have a problem with right. it. I'm, I'm the type of person where... I say I don't know everything. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I know faith. Faith is, you know, basically at the end of the day, it's like I don't see it, but I believe it. You exactly. know what I mean? And it's like, you know, people try to go back and forth with you about stuff. And I, I've learned that it's not my job to change a person. I can't. Mm-hmm. That's God's job. God can change anybody. My job is just to be an example. And mm-hmm. if you see my example and that helps change you. So be it, but it ain't, it ain't nothing that I can do. You know, I can't yeah. physically do anything. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? All I can do is just be myself mm-hmm. and, you know, give like, I guess, a testimony of sorts. Yeah. And if that inspires you to do something, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's, man, that, that's so true, dude. Um, I want I want to kind of shift gears to the project. Um, All right. Because uh, we got some stuff here that... Oh, I think we're gonna probably blow some people's heads off with it. They just, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, the truth of the matter is, people just scared to talk about stuff. Real that's shit. that's really what it is, man. And yeah. it's like whether it's music industry, life stuff, like people just don't want to talk about stuff. Everybody's so reserved and private, and they they 
I guess they 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 feel that somebody's gonna judge them for feeling a certain way, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, just speak, and you know, and if you say something that's out of pocket, be man enough to just be like, oh yeah, that yeah. was out of pocket. Stand behind what yeah. you say. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if 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 you believe it, you believe in it, and, yeah. and if it come back that 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 wasn't the truth, then. Oh, I messed up on that, and just keep it moving. You see, know that's the whole faith thing. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? You rely exactly. on faith and trying, and you know what I'm saying. Tumultuous times, even in successful times, you rely on faith. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what it's about, man. Like, so you know, like that. That's why I go back to you know what I'm saying. Like, if you don't have faith in God, then you know what I'm saying. You don't have faith in man, or if you don't have faith in fellow man, man you don't yeah. have faith I got in you. God. I got you know what I'm saying? Definitely. I mean, that's a new perspective because I never heard yeah. it put that way. And when you say it like that, it makes a lot of sense. You know man, what I mean? Um. The project, and I don't want to slaughter the name, man. Uh, it's Nibiru. Is that how you? Nibiru. 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 Yeah. The Nibiru Mind. Um, yeah. It's a project, and you know, I had a chance to listen to it, and, and we put it up on the den. Um, been like a couple of weeks now, I think. Yeah, we put two, it up. two weeks. Yeah, but um, you know, listening to the project, bro, and, and like I told you early on, it's just it's that sound of. It's like you know you're from here, but you got something else different to say. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense, you know what I mean? It's like it. it it's really that thing of where where you want to be with music. It's like the soundscape of it and everything is like people on the radio love to play it, but they, they miss that, oh, there's some messages in here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For people, explain the title, bro, because I, I see that and I know that, that that has something deeper than, you know, just what is on paper. Yeah, well, uh, Nibiru Mine, uh, first off, go cop that, man, on live mixtapes, indie side. You know what I'm talking about? We did over a thousand views. The first week, 1,000 views. The second week, so, you know, the movement is growing. We're not slowing down. That's number nope. one. But number two, Nibiru. Um, <clears throat> well, I'm a geek, so you probably know that by now. But uh, <laughs> um, Ain't that, nothing wrong with thinking and learning, bro. At nothing all. At all. At all. So, Nibiru is um, supposedly the 12th planet from the sun. And um, they say that um, it comes in... You know, rotation with the Earth's, um, you know, rotation within our solar system every 3,000 years. Okay. And so every 3,000 years is supposed to bring out about a new, like, um, you know, like rebirth, reborn life. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? And so I'm I'm calling myself the Nubaru of Hip Hop. I got a new Nubaru mind. You know what I mean? Like, I'm coming to change the game. The way people think, the way you um, perceive things, the way the way you judge things. I'm changing all that. You know what I mean? Because it's okay to be cool and still be conscious. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like, like a lot of people get it mixed up. Like, I smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? But I can also, you know, write papers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of like I'm very intellectual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I break things down. I can pontificate. Like, whatever. I can get dogmatic with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, I, I, I don't put myself in one category. Gotcha. And so, you know, Nubaru Mind, that's what it was about. It was about the expansion of my mind and, and it and it came from, you know, my research of where we actually come from as black people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So and that came with the first, you know, just understanding slavery and then going going backwards. You know what I mean? Because in order to know who you are, you gotta know where you came from. You know, go go there with, with us for a second, like understanding yeah. slavery, because I, you know, there's there's been a lot of stuff going on right now in the media, and and this is something that you know really is new because we we didn't really 
when I say we, I mean like straight out to the end of the podcast. I, I normally don't really go into, you know, current events mm-hmm. as much. But it's some stuff that's been happening, man, that's really been, you know, getting a lot of, of press. And, and, you know, I'm the type of person where when stuff starts getting a lot of press is is because they're trying to keep us away from something else. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And that's just, I, I've just always thought that way. I could be right, I could be wrong, but that's just my personal opinion. Right. And, you know, there, you know, of course, the Ferguson situation that happened and um, currently what's going on now is like the NBA and, you know, Ray Rice situation. You know, different yeah. different things are being hidden and um, all of a sudden it's coming to light now and it's like people are trying to act like it's something brand new. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. the most current thing is going on is, is here in our city, you know, with the, the Hawks, um, the owner and, and him trying to sell the team because he wrote a letter or email or whatnot that had some, you know, racial remarks. And now Danny Ferry, um, right. you know, talking about Luau Dang and, and the stuff that he had to say about him. And it's like now it's really causing a lot of people to eat their words. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like... Yeah. You know, what, what's your thoughts on that, man? And, and really, when you give your thoughts, I want you to try to tie it in as much as you can to, to who you are, because I don't want to be, you know, it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm right. trying to keep it about you, but I, right. I just really want to know your thoughts on it. Well, um, I'll touch a couple of situations. First, I think that the Ray Rice situation is being overblown. It's an attack of, a, you know, a black man in the media. You know what I mean? Like they knew what he did when it first happened. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens when you knock somebody out? Yeah, they, like do you? They, th- I mean, do you think you breathe on them and then they just fall out? That's yeah, not how it happens. No. He hit her hard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so I didn't need to see the tape to understand that he was wrong. Yeah, exactly. and and seeing that tape doesn't make me. It doesn't infuriate me. Like I knew he knocked her out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. And then she chose not to press charges in court. Like. Let them and handle their business. You know what I'm saying? And, and who, got married. So exactly. Like, so who's to say that, you know what I'm saying? They're not actually in love and like they're both inebriated. And everybody has made a mistake when they're drunk. I don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, come on, man. Like, let them let them fight it out at the house. Let them deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Let yeah. them grow and, be, and and learn how to love through the situation. Yeah. So, you know, we, we could do all that without white people all in our business. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. number one. Adrian Peterson. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. And that... You know, touchy situation. It's be- touchy. Because, you know, I was beat as a child. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I caught the extension cord joint. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I, mean, I really, me personally, I feel like there are better ways to discipline children than beating them, though. I, I agree. Because, I mean, as a child growing up, uh, if you, if you, if I got a beating, I mean, it didn't really stop me from doing what I wanted to do. But if you took away my uh, Sega, or you took away my TV, you know what I mean? Or you took away whatever, like whatever extracurricular activities I like, going outside, hey, I would sit down and shut up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's so different I, ways to handle situations. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, all, yeah, it's more than one way to skin a cat. So I think as black people, we got to get away from that slavery mentality of, oh, I'm just going to beat you when you do wrong. Because that yeah. comes from the white man. Yeah. I know you don't think that we started that shit. <laughs> I mean, come That's on. Real, like, like be, yeah, like ask yourself, where the fuck did that shit come from? Because your grandmama, she used to beat your mama, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. your grandmama, she was probably an indentured servant. Her mama was probably a slave. So their mentality is, we don't know nothing but to beat these Negroes. Yeah, you know what get, I'm saying? Get, get what we want out yeah, of these are Yeah, these are socially educated people, not uh, literally, you know what I'm saying, educated. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say literal, I'm talking about literature. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, like these, you have to understand like how education, different forms of education affects people. And this is what you're seeing with Adrian Peterson being his child. This is what's been passed down through his generation from white people. You know what I'm saying? That's where it starts the slave masters. And it's funny, like, now they looking at it like, oh, I can't believe this shit. Y'all niggas was beating us for years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about, what, man, bro, it was just 1964, these niggas was spraying us with motherfucking fire hoses and sicking dogs on us. Now, all of a sudden, we can't discipline our kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's I'm, one of those things. You feel like, <laughs> 
you forget sometimes. And, and well, you I, can't I was, forget though. That's the thing, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, what, as what black people, say, like. Well, I was gonna say sometimes we forget how short a period of time yeah, that was. Like, I, it's, like it's my parents went through that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like you you forget that like it. it your, for my grandmother, she was in the thick of it. My grandma, mm-hmm. 80. So, yeah. you know, she really went through that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like for us, with everything that's going on, we we don't, you know, we can't connect to it as much. But it's like, it's not far away yeah, at exactly. all. You know what I mean? So, it, it, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's just disrespectful. Like to me, as a black man, you know what I'm saying? To see my other, to see not only like my like fellow black people, you know, like just act like, Civil rights era didn't happen. Slavery didn't happen. Like, all the things that, you know, our ancestors fought for, died for, bled for, cried for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All that they went through, and we're throwing it down the drain. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we could be a mighty full group of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. <laughs> for real. You know what man. I mean? Like, I don't even think black people don't even understand, Joe. But, see, like, if you pay attention to look in the news, like, when niggas get money... They try to tear him down. Like, even Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at the whole, you know, like, when, like I was watching on CNN. And a lady was like, oh, you know, but you beat your wife. And he was like, well, I mean, she she never had any bruises. You don't have any proof. You know what I'm saying? So, after the interview, she was like, wow, can you believe he's going to make $30 million, you know, this weekend? And if that's what it's about. Yeah, it's about it's, the money. Yeah, it's, it's about, about black men being successful, and they don't want that. $30 million? How many white people are making $30 million? It's a list. It ain't a lot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so, it's you know, just imagine them. They feel like that's a nigga taking away an opportunity from a white person. Mm. And then, so when you look at, like, just even the Atlanta Hawks joint right quick, because I'm going to touch on that too, he asked me to. Um, the owner, I mean, yo, he told the truth. It was yeah. a lot of, it is a black crowd. It is a yeah. young black crowd, but you're in Atlanta, bro. What, what yeah. do you think? You know what I'm saying? You want you want you want a white crowd? Move the team to Alpharetta or Canton. You know what I'm saying? The Woodstock. Let them be the Woodstock Hawks. But guess what? There ain't nobody gonna go to the game. Ain't nobody gonna go because it's game. a black man sport. The NBA is a black man sport. It is. It's just that white people own the teams because they got the money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine that, bro. The league's 85 percent black, probably more, and the ownership is 98 percent white. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> who are the black owners besides Michael Jordan That's and it. Mark Cuban are the two. Um, oh yeah, because. Mark Cuban, he yeah. he yeah. So you might have minority owners like Shaq's a minority owner of the Kings, but I'm talking about full blood, full fledged who, who owners. Cutting the checks. Yeah, cutting checks. Cutting the checks. Yeah. Jordan and Mark Cuban. Yeah. And uh and Jordan got it from yeah. basically another black owner. Exactly. You know so, and yeah. You got my man up in uh Brooklyn, the the Russian, but he's basically white. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, come on, man. You gotta look at the whole dichotomy of things. It's not in our favor. But bruh, you can't say that kind of stuff about you know what I'm saying? Ticket sales being down because black people are there in the hip hop. If you feel like tickets, nigga, put a Popeyes in the in the motherfucking you know, Phillips. <laughs> my, my, my thing about that, and, and well, before I get to that, I gotta yeah. I gotta read this because I got bills to pay too. So hey, I gotta do your you thing. Know, um, you know, we were talking about all that, and, and you know, I was gonna say it with Mayweather, but I just felt like it was gonna be, you know, it wasn't the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. But you know, we 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 partnered with Audible, um, and, you know, and like 150,000 titles, man. And, and like I said, just pick up a book and read because really what we're talking about, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you just caught on to what I was talking about. Yeah, and I said it was going to be inappropriate. That's why I didn't want to do it. So we, we were talking about building and I didn't want to break nobody down at the time. But, hey, that's what's up. you know what I'm saying? Like like right now, man, like we got we to gotta read and, and a lot of this stuff and the information that we're giving right now, you know, it, it, knowledge is power, dude. And, you know, you just got to read some stuff that, you know, you pick up. And if you don't like to read, like myself, I, I, I'm not going to lie here and sit here and act like, like I, that I read all the time. 
But, you know, if you like to listen, what you're doing now, because you're listening on the podcast, mm-hmm. go to audible.com, excuse me, audibletrial.com forward slash straight out the den. We're going to give you a free audio book uh, and a 30 day free trial. Like I said, over 150,000 titles, man. Um, pick a book, uh, anything that you want. Like, there's so many different titles, like The Hobbit, um, uh, Divergent, uh, you know, and the list goes on and on. I'm not going to go through all of them. But yeah, definitely go there, audibletrial.com slash straight out the den, S T R, the number eight, O U T D A D E N. Go there, uh, get the free trial and help us help you and, and all of that. Like, back, back to what we were talking about, though. Yeah. I had to get that business out of there. Um, respect it. No, no problem, bro. Um, the, the, the minority ownership and and just the stuff that's going on, like what I was going to speak about with, with the owner and I forget his name right now. And, and um, I, I, I kind of understand what he was saying in the email. I just yeah, think that yeah, he, yeah. from a business standpoint, what he was saying was making a whole lot of sense. He just used poor choice of words. I mean, to me, it's not even like. To me, I feel I, like I understand what he's saying, but he went about business the wrong way. Exactly. See, and that just goes to show you the mind of a of a, of a racist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of capitalizing on the situation, he went on to slander his own yeah. corporation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. You got all these black people coming to your game. Find a way to capitalize on it. Bring T.I. Make T.I. perform at halftime. Pay him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I guarantee you'll sell out the arena. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, put a Popeyes in there or something like that. Like, put stuff in there that black people like. If you feel like that's all you're getting, yeah. Who cares if that's what's going on? Like, you like, you know what I'm saying? But that just goes you to the mind of racist. Like, let that have been like just an all white crowd. It wouldn't have been no issue. No, it wouldn't have been. An you issue. know what I'm saying? It yeah, the conversation wouldn't have happened. Nobody because... complained about the rock music playing all the time, even though people consider rock music the devil's music. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, not one black person would have came out in the media and been like, hey. They playing too much U2 on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Nobody would have did you that. Know, with that being said, though, is that is that because we're not going to speak up about stuff? Or is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's a product of a color thing. You know, niggas <laughs> yeah. ain't going to speak up for nothing unless it's affecting them personally. Yeah, yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? True. You know, that's so that's number one. But then number two, I think, um, I think it's not having a voice, too. Like, mm. you know, there are there are certain black people who don't have a voice like and it's because people don't want to give them an opportunity or people fear them you know what i'm saying or three they have a voice and they don't use it for the right thing shit look at the NAACP in California they was going to give David Stern a motherfucking i mean what's his name my man Donald Sterling Donald Sterling yeah. they was going to give my man the damn man of the year award and didn't know his back so <laughs> who the fuck we supposed to Rely on. <laughs> no, that's true, man. It, Shit, it, like who's gonna so speak true. up for us? Yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I mean, you know, we don't we don't have those leaders like we used to. Like, you know, uh, we don't man. have the, the MLKs and you know the Malcolms and Oh, we do. Niggas they, they just don't wanna let them niggas speak because it's not it's not cool to be socially conscious. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not it doesn't generate enough profit to tell a nigga to go read a book and learn about why these crackers is talking to him the way they is. It's hmm. not it, it's not a, it's not cool to tell a dude that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the only way Black people learn is by experience. But a lot of times, it'd be too late. Yeah. You know, nigga that been in jail, nigga that been in prison 10 years of his life, he's like, damn, so I should have lived differently. Now, now I'm working at a motherfucking factory for the rest of my life. And not yeah. to talk down on that shit, because I got niggas who do that shit, but that ain't what they want to do. And yeah. they'll tell you that if you talk to them. You know what I'm saying? But you know some something else, though, bro, like what you just said, because I, I struggle with that too, right? Yeah. And, and um, you know, my thing is, it only costs $100 to... to Get an LLC. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And, and it's like you got people that hustle their whole life. They go to jail. They come back home and they feel like, oh, I got to work these dead end jobs. I'm like, bro, I'm sure all of that. Like, let's let's talk about it. Crime takes genius. 
Yeah. Crime takes genius. It you does, know what I'm saying? Like you gotta not get caught. You gotta not get caught. And you gotta plan out stuff. So all of that effort that you put into that, I'm sure you can put that into something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like the thing is we get so beat down thinking that like, oh man, like I got this F, so ain't nothing else I can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, bro, you can do something else. Like get that bread. Like, okay, you got your hundred dollars, get get an idea, write it down on paper, figure it out. Yeah. Put that hundred dollars in there. And so now people gotta ask you questions. Mm-hmm. You ain't gotta go and try to get a job. You create your own job. But it's like mm-hmm. our mentality things like Oh man, like all all chip, you know, all cards are against me now. Yeah, because I got that felony. I, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I've been to jail for for fifteen years, and I come home and yeah. I ain't got nothing. Like, bro, you got something. But look at the prison systems, though. I mean, they haven't reacclimated people back into society positively since. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, really, like, I mean, I really only can think of like you know ancient times where people used to work off their debts and be able to. Be, you know what I'm saying? Let back into society, you know, and be productive. Like, I mean, you have to go really far back. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You look at slavery, I mean, uh, prison systems, they're the modern day slavery. Yeah, I you mean, it is. No matter if you yeah. want to agree with that or not, it's like you go to, you, you mess up. You make a mistake. You yeah. go to jail forever. You get out and then the whole world is cut off from you. Yeah. And it's like, what do you expect somebody that's been been gone for 20 years to come home and do? Mm-hmm. If I can't get a job, I can't do anything. It's like, what what am I going to do? And they don't have the knowledge to know that I can create my own job. But see, that's where the community comes in handy. And that's the problem with the black community, once again, is we don't take care of our own. I'm not saying all of them, but there are majority of black communities, you know what I mean? They don't look at their own. They look at you as like a, a cancer or something. This nigga ain't got no job. Yeah. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They start talking down on you. Next thing you know, you're a punchline and a nigga joke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you know, so you gotta understand, like, bro, like the system has is 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 predicated on keeping us down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is no part of the system is 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 a, is predicated on keeping or letting black people become successful. I mean, look at look at how they shifted from racism to classism, racism within. You know what I'm saying? Um, within us. Within the corporate world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Racism within us. But yeah. look, I mean, even to get a job, right? Before it was like you graduate from high school, you get a job. Then it was you get you get a degree out of college, you get a job. Yeah. Now it's get a master's, get your doctorate. What's you next? know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like they make they they keep taking it and then they're making it more expensive to go to school. Who mm-hmm. is that impacting? It's impacting the lower income communities, which is compromised or comprised of mostly the black community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's one of those things, too, because, you know, I had this conversation. Me and my wife, like, we talk about stuff like this all the time. It's amazing yeah. how, like, you know, student loan debt has exceeded, you know, credit card debt now. Mm-hmm. It's like people are going into debt trying to, you know, further their education. Yeah, because the, that's the lie. The lie is that if you get this education and, you know, you can go get this job. But re- in, in, in reality, in a retrospect, if the key to success in America is entrepreneurship, that, period. That's it. And if you, like, say this one more time, like the, like the key, like if you learn anything from this podcast show, it's know your history. You know what I'm saying? America was founded on entrepreneurship. You know what I'm saying? The found the, the the forefathers. You know what I mean? George Washington, Ben Franklin, all of them. They all fought to get away from taxation. Yeah. And being able to you know fund their own corporations and be able to make as much money as they wanted. Capitalism. Yeah. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. What do you think the pursuit of happiness means? It means being able to do what the fuck you want to do. Do what you want to do, It doesn't man. mean going to work from 9 to 5, being told what the fuck to do from 9 to 5. It means doing what the fuck you want to do, not doing what you don't want to do and some of what you want to do. Yeah. It means doing all of what the fuck you want to do. It's and, real. In, in, all, in, in its most simplistic form. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and people make 
people make life such so much more of a hassle than it really is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's simple. Either you're getting results or you're not. Or you're not. <laughs> I mean, really, everything, like, dude, me and my, like, my, my fellas I was talking about, like, we have a yeah. GroupMe app. I don't know if you, like, GroupMe is, like, uh, basically, like, text, like, a chat thing like you can yeah. put people in so we 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 spread out all over the country so we we get on that and talk that's how we really you know go back and forth with each other mm-hmm. and I, I shared a video with them earlier about um ryan leslie um <laughs> he was talking about how to make money independently right you know what i mean and we just broke we really broke down just a simplistic like i'm like okay i got you know x amount of followers on on twitter and, and you know facebook i was like now if i can get 10 percent of those people to spend ten dollars a month, mm-hmm. and it's like when you really break down the numbers, you're like, "Hold on, you mean to tell me if I can get like you know four four hundred people to just spend ten dollars a month on me, like, and, and you think that's a big thing? It's like that's you know that's four thousand dollars, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's four thousand dollars a month. That's Sitting you know, what goal, man. And, you, and and those are just small numbers, so it can be done on a larger scale. But if you just think like just those small numbers, yeah. You know, you're looking at forty eight, fifty thousand dollars a year, yeah. and you and that cuts out the nine to five because that's 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 how, that's as far as you're gonna go on a ninety five. Like just being mm-hmm. real, like unless you specialize in something, you're a nurse, a doctor. Yeah, fifty thousand dollars. That's outside of that, you're gonna have to go and get another job. You're gonna have to work two or three mm-hmm. jobs to, to see that. You yeah. know, what I mean? in Atl- in Atlanta. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, like I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, how your, could I do that? Your network is your net worth, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just so. like two weeks ago, I had a uh, mixtape release party at the Artist Factory. I also work at the Artist Factory. Oh, so dope, dope, dope. I spent a just... lot of time at the Artist Factory, man. Oh, where? A lot of time over there when uh, Rock City used to be over there a lot. Rock City, okay, uh, yeah. Ray, and uh, is uh, B. Miller, he still... You not over there anymore. Yeah, it's been okay. I leave that alone. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah. So you know, it's just you know, that was the first time I had put on an event mm. for myself, in which I had performed at, and we brought out like like thirty five people. You okay. know what I mean? So I felt like I, I felt like wow, this is a really tangible fan base. I I probably knew ten people in there. You know what I'm saying? And the rest were fans. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like to me, like that was the beginning of something great. Like you never know how strong your network is. You got to move out on your own. And mm-hmm. that's all, you know, I was so adamant about not paying to perform because you could take your same fan base, rent a venue out, get a promoter and charge people to come out. It's, you know what I'm saying? Make money. And it's not it's not like you hustling people, you giving them what they want, which is your music. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you like if you're doing what you're supposed to do, then people will come out and see you. Yeah. It's not about like, oh man, I feel like well what if they can't afford it? Well bro, you spent your money, they got spend theirs too. It's not you know what I'm saying? You provide a service. I'm an entertainer. This is what yeah. I do. I'm here to entertain. So if, if you find my music and whatnot entertaining, then come out and check me out. That's all it takes. But most of these artists they don't understand the business stuff. They, like you said, they want that record deal. They want that record deal. Yeah. Another thing, though, what I'm learning is people just don't know their value. You right. know what I'm saying? They, they don't know their value. Like, they... Yeah. Excuse me. Like, you know, people think where just the numbers that you're saying, 10 right. to 15 people, and they think, like, that's man, that's nothing. But I'm like, dude, if you got 15 people in every city, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge number. We're not, we're not talking about the fluff that you see on, on TV yeah. and, and hear on radio all the time because you got those people, they do great 
from a from a media perspective. Mm-hmm. But the album comes out and first week they sell 30, 40,000 records, which is great in our eyes, but yeah, not when, to them. Some, when somebody don't spend a million dollars on you and all they getting is 30,000 <laughs> albums coming back, you yeah. wonder why artists are in the hole forever. Yeah. You know, it, the numbers don't add up. You know. show ass. Yeah, 40,000 <laughs> 40, people buy your buy your record. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, right. They 40, need they need a dollar, per, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and, and customer even, per mill. And, and even yeah. exactly, even if you get in you know, which is not going to happen nowadays. But if you're getting six dollars on 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 the album, mm. you know, off each person buying your album, that's still two hundred and forty thousand, and they spent a mm. the million dollars. You still in the whole set? You in the whole? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like you got to think about it. Like, dude, yeah. why go after those false numbers? If you work independently and, and work strong and figure out what works for you. You can sell that same. You can sell four thousand mm-hmm. and make you know exactly. make the full ten off of off of all of that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And really make some bread and be able to move, man. Like you, you look at people like I use Ludacris for an example, right? He he got a record deal based off of selling what fifty thousand records independently. Mm-hmm. He did. I mean, fifty thousand records at he probably sold. You know, I'm sure he didn't sell all of them for ten dollars. He probably ended up selling them for like five or six dollars. You know, yeah. break break even price. But you're looking at a quarter of a million dollars that he did his own work, and he made Def Jam be like, "Yo, we need to come over here because mm-hmm. if he could do that by himself, no matter what he could do with us behind him. Yeah, what what can he do with a couple billion dollars behind <laughs> yeah, him? You know exactly. what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and you've seen the success that came mm-hmm. with that, but he had the leverage. Yeah, he went in there and was like, "Oh no, I can I can keep doing this and be all right over mm-hmm. here." Cause this money looks great, so we got a different type of deal to work out. Yeah, now. it's you nothing know like untaxed income. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, they, 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 they come back and find it eventually. They, yeah, you know, so uh, yeah. well, <laughs> I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. I read it, <laughs> but you know, it, it, the moral of the story is, it's like, dude, know your grind. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And don't be quick to sign anything, man. I know artists that sign like crappy deals, and you know. Three years later, they come looking like, man, I don't know what I was thinking. That's because they want to be local stars. You know what I'm saying? You said it right. Yo, I got a deal. I'm telling my homeboys. I'm telling my homegirl. Like... Like, it means yo, nothing. Like I don't tell I don't tell nobody nothing unless it be big. Like when, yeah. when like when MMG called me, I told people that was, that I told, was you know what I'm saying? News, yeah. yeah, like yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like French nigga, what? You know what I'm saying? But other shit, like I don't really tell people stuff because people like they don't care unless it's big. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if unless it's like and, and the thing what most artists don't understand is right, the key to being a celebrity is being a celebrity. Mm. And break, that means break that down for break that <laughs> yo. Down. That means being untouchable. Like, I, uh, like that you come out, you rap, right? You tell your neighbor, yo, I'm a rapper, I'm dope, nigga, check me out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You don't rap. You live next door yeah, to me. You live next door. And you yeah. drive this busted ass car. I mean, yeah. you might be five, nigga, but you still live right here. You ain't no rapper. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying, nigga? You work at Walgreens. What the fuck yeah. you mean? So it's like. You know, an artist got to understand, like, you're not moving like a celebrity. You're not doing what celebrities do. Then people don't respect your pedigree. So stop telling niggas you rap when when they think about rappers. They think about 2 chains, think about Jay-Z. They go check out their videos online, see what kind of car they drive. You go to a website. These niggas fucking these bitches. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they think about when they yeah. think about rappers. No, that's true. So you got to be careful, you know what I'm saying, of how you, pre- you know what I'm saying, present yourself to fans. You know what I mean? That's why, I like... My music, bro, I don't talk about it unless, I, unless I've done it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my first mixtape, I used to talk about a lot of, like, um, aesthetic things. You know what I'm saying? Fashionable things. But, like, like I grew and I've grown to learn, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
the real lesson is in reality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And um, like you said, like whatever you pop on, that's what people take you that's as. They remember. So if you, you know what I'm saying? So if I come out, you know what I'm saying? Million dollar nigga, but I only got $10,000. <laughs> shit, we finna have issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Right. So it's like, so it's like, you know, like now, you know what I'm saying? Like I could talk about some days I'm struggling, some days I'm not, yeah. but it makes me relatable. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, that's, I mean, that's the whole point, man. It's like, if you're going to be celebrity, stay true to what you do and, 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 and be that, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't try to, um, don't try to sell people wolf tickets. You know what I'm saying? Cause people don't, people see through that shit. Number one. And number two, they don't believe it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, either you getting results or you're not. So what's the point of you telling this person you rap? If you, you know what I'm saying? They ain't coming to your show. They ain't supporting your music. <laughs> exactly. That's Why right are there. you telling them, bro? <laughs> They're not showing up. It's just like, it's almost like you saying something just to be saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you just open the door for fucking judgment. Because next time you come around, this nigga think he rap. Check this nigga out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I know you don't like the way that shit feels, so why you put yourself in that position? Yeah. That's you know what I'm though. saying? Yeah. Straight up, though. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, dude, we, we, we've done a lot. We've done a lot. We've been talking for over an hour right now, which is, you know, that's great. Don't even feel like it. Nah, I don't. Um, a few other things I want to get to before I, you know, get you out of here. I don't want to keep you here all day because we can talk. Like, I, this vibe right here, dude, we can probably talk for like three hours yeah, right now. We're going to talk. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to miss the opportunity for people to um, just really get the understanding behind this project. And I think after mm-hmm. they hear this podcast, they're going to know what type of person you are and they, yeah. they're going to immediately go to the music if they haven't done that already. Mm-hmm. But um, you kind of broke, you broke down the title, um, but just give us a synopsis of what for somebody who don't know you and haven't heard this, just like, you know, a couple of sentences on like who you are. Who is Dead Fresh? Dead Fresh is a violent, fashionable, culturally based revolutionary. That's dope. And I stand for my people. I'll bust your motherfucking ass. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? And I'm dope, but I still, I walk with the Almighty. And that's first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know that like cuz I you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't tell you I'll bust your ass without telling you how to grow before I'll bust your ass. You see what I'm saying? I'm giving you a chance. Opportunity. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but if you're yeah. in my circle, I expect a certain type of yada yada yada. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. even just in life in general, if you're going to interact with me whatever, you hear that in the music. You know what I'm saying? So you already know what you're dealing with like, all right, this nigga is 1000. You know what I'm saying? He's telling you this, and if you do this, these are the results. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, when you listen to my music, you 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 get authentic authenticity, and you understand you know who I am. You know what I'm saying? What I'm about. Dope, dope, man. Well, you know, yeah. before we get you out of here, man, there's a segment that I like to call vinyl conversation. Uh-huh. As you can see, some vinyl over here, man. Yeah. Um, I, I'll give you the rundown on what what we need to do. Uh-huh. So there, there's three bins. Just you know, pick a vinyl from each bin. Um, randomly, I don't want you to look at it. Just you know, pick at random. Um, and, and once you get those, going to take all three of those and just give us a you know, whatever comes to mind, what you see off of those vinyls. Okay. And then from that, we're gonna we're gonna do something after that. All right, but so we got one here in the in the, in the blue crate, um, and then these are the two right here.
right, so uh, once you get back on mic, let us know first off the, uh, what you have um, in your hand, and um, we'll, we'll do the rest. And just give us, you know, a rundown for each one. <laughs> oh, man, I got a classic. All right, the OJs one while I see you again. Okay. Classic, classic. Um, the new percussion group of Amsterdam, Bill Bruford, Kiko Abe. This looks hella dope. <laughs> and Jesse Crawford, Golden Opera favorites. Mm. <sighs> All right, so give us a little, you know, I, I, you got some hard ones there, man, but get, just give us any little thing that comes to mind off of each one of those. Okay. <clears throat> Jesse Crawford, Golden Opera favorites. Like, when I see this, I think of serenation. I think of romantic dates. Mm. I mean, I think of vagina. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, like, a couple of titles of the song are My Heart at the at Thy Sweet Voice, The Song of India, Last Roses of the Summer, Meditation. So this is deep, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the artwork, they have a beautiful, looks like an indigenous American goddess, and she's holding up a marijuana plant, and that looks tasty. And, um, yeah, man, I, there's a lot of imagery in here. You can see she's got, like, the Egyptian Eye of Horus thing going on. I mean, if you could, like, yeah, people listening, that, if you yeah. can see this, like, go look it up. The Golden Opera Favorites. Like, the artwork is hella dope. So, um, yeah, it's real dope. I mean, I could go on for days about the imagery, yo. No, no, it's cool, man. (laughs) Whatever you want to do, bro. (laughs) For real, like, the crown, she got a crown on, and it's got, like, these, you know, crosses, so you can tell, like, you know, just the the time period was um, heavy, uh, I guess, like, Christian-based, you know what I'm saying? It's probably probably between the 13 and 1500s, you know what I'm saying? Like, in which... The, the imagery was based gotcha. in you know what I'm saying yeah. so these people they were they were deep people yo like they weren't like no no fufu type artists so let's go to the next one the percussion group of Amsterdam this is some more abstract dope this artwork right here um it's like two people on the cover and I mean I'm not sure what's going on but there's a lot of like artwork I mean, it's just, like, really abstract. Yeah. Like, some arts don't have meaning, and that's the art of it. And yeah. I'm not saying that this is one of those pieces, but... It's just the simplicity of it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's just there in, in your face. It's kind of like, well, even if I don't know what this is, it's it's dope. And um, I've never heard of the percussion group of Amsterdam, but I was in band. And percussionists are dope. There you go. So, I'm going to assume this is a five-star plug. The OJs, when will I see you again? Alright, it's more on my lane. <laughs> Got the words on the back. I can't stand the pain. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So, this is a classic, man. Like, uh, making music and production hits since 1965. Wow, I mean, when you, when you just look at when this came out, what this meant, probably to our communities, man. Seeing black people... On the cover of albums, you yeah, know what I'm saying? During yeah. the civil rights movement. And, I mean, they're all smiling. You happy. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this is deep, yo, because you got to understand at that time, black people weren't happy. Yeah. <laughs> niggas, yeah. That's real, though, Yeah, man. niggas can't ride buses. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas getting sprayed with water hoses and yeah. chased with dogs and burning crosses in their yards. And then you got the OJs. 
putting out When Will I See You Again with their smiling faces on the cover. Like, this probably brought so much joy to black communities and black homes, you know what I'm saying, during dinner time or when, you know what I'm saying, mom and dad wanted to just chill out together. They probably put this on and cooled out. You know what I mean? And then this is a, what it made in Philadelphia. So, yeah, you know, they they know all about um, the black heritage up there, man. It's deep, man. Like W.E.B. Du Bois, you know, they up on all that town to 10th type stuff. So, oh, yeah. shouts out to Philly, man. You know what I mean? It's cool, OJs. Cool. Yeah. So, so, what we're going to do, that, that was a great um, description, by the way. I, that's probably like one of the best descriptions that we've had uh, when we do the vinyl conversation segment. And that's that's real. That's not even no fluff, man. I appreciate it, man. But, um, now what we do is I want you to pick one of those, whichever one you want. Okay. And what we're going to do is throw it on the record player, uh-huh. and you can grace us with some bars. It can be freestyle <laughs> or written. It don't matter. Hey, I'm you going to OJ because they probably got something I can rap to. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Make, yeah, 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 that makes sense, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, so we're going with the OJ's When Will I See You Again album. Um, because I know what this is, I'm going to put this on just to see what you can do with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <Yo. laughs> I know exactly what this is, so we're going to go with it and see what happens. Um, chime in whenever you're ready, bro. All right. <laughs> Yo. I walk with the most high, king fresh me. Yeah, I tell the Lord straight bless me. Fuck nigga, don't test me, yeah. Straight out the den. I'm still with the pen. Freestyle, no lens. Catch me, pull up in the bins. Got your bitch on me. All wins. It's all wins. And we don't take no L's. We send fuck nigga straight to hell. It's 10 folk nigga. Check the bells. Huh. I'm on stupid shit. I'm on some fly shit. I'm on some young Get high shit. Hold up. And with the OJs, I made four plays. Jump back, I'm on the L way. I get straight like some days. What you know about the whole way? Hey. Four plays ago, I'm on the sports and shit. No days for show. Hey. Jump back. Number one pick, nigga. Check stats. I'm from the south side. And we gon' ride. I spell the shit with the F and the dollar sign. You know I'm two chain, nigga. Doing lines. Hold up. Not two chains, but I'm in my own lane. I do my own thing. Dead fresh chicken membrane. I'm about to go crazy. My eyes lazy, cause I'm smoking on the shit and it's so hazy. I got your bitch on my dick and you know she screaming, baby. Baby, baby. Baby, I'm playing with the pussy. Huh. I'm playing with the pussy like a guitar. You know me, I go super hard. Three digits when I hit the car. Flip the wheel, nigga. I flip the wheel, nigga. Huh. Like I'm in the kitchen. You know me. I'm stupid with the fucking dishes. I'm stupid with the fucking dishes. I got the chicken, yeah. I'm stupid with the fucking bitches. Hey. And it's Pluck City, nigga. Fuck with me, nigga. Hey. Squat Caesar. You tell your bitch, I'm a dick pleaser, dick teaser. What you talking about, Beezer? Four huh. sheezer, give your bitch a Caesar. With the dick here, Negro. And you the Negro. I'm on that 10 fold. Huh. 
If you understood what I said, you Negro, you's a Negro, get it? <laughs> Yo, OJs. How many bars? How many more bars do you want, nigga? Shit unwritten. Yeah, I get it. Ten folk, I spit it. The beat is unreal, nigga. I'm with it. Uh. Look it, look it, look it, he split it. Hold up. <laughs> hey, that's it, man. That's all they get. That's all they get. That's all they get. That's all they get, bro. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, every now and then, man, we, we have this vinyl conversation segment, and then it just goes, like, somewhere else that way in this bag. You yeah. know what I mean? And <laughs> long it turned out dope, that's the only thing I'm, I'm happy with, man. I put that record on, you know, because I just felt like you were going to play off of that, you know, can't stand the pain type type thing. And you went there with it. You went there with it. it, it that's dope, bro. I, hey, I really appreciate you coming through to the den, man. Like, it's, um, we talked a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. We talked a whole lot of stuff, man. And some stuff that people going to, you know, it's going to rub some people the wrong way and it's going to it's gonna help a lot of people, you know. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they're going to understand who Dead Fresh is as an artist and Most as a person, you know what I mean? 100. So, hey, man, I appreciate you coming through, bro. Before you get out of here, man, you know, let everybody know how you can be contacted um, via social media because you don't you don't give out your phone number. Right, and, uh, right, right. <laughs> like they can't call you. You, know <laughs> nope. you can't call me. Shit, you hit me up on Twitter though. You know what I'm talking about D E D F R E S H S H A W T Y. It's dead fresh. Shout it. Follow me on Instagram, but I mean, I ain't really checking the ground like that right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so hit me up on Twitter or uh, email kingfresh ten four t e m four at gmail dot com, man. You know, bang with the campaign, man. You know. When I um I'm gonna do another event, so that's when people will be you know that's that's when I'll be reaching out to people. Like right now, I'm just secluding myself. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? It's very gotcha. necessary. You know what I mean? But go cop that new Baru mine. It's on live mixtapes. It's on uh, Dat Piff. It's on Coast to Coast. It's on straight out the den too. It's on yeah, straight, out the, straight out the den. You know what I'm talking about? Straight out the den. Shout out to straight out the den. Shout out to Nika, man. Broke yeah. the dope dot com. It's on there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's all over, man. Team Flat Radio. Uh, it's all. It's psh, bro. I can't even tell you. And then I got the lady, this lady, she's doing PR for it. She used to do PR for Big Crick, Al Sharpton. Dope, so, like, dope. within, the, like, the next two weeks. It's going it's to be there. It's yeah, be yeah, there. yeah. You know, we just believing, man. Just believe, having faith that, you know, the results are going to come, man. Because the nigga been working so hard, yo. You know what I'm saying? Not just talking it, but showing it. Because I'm here. If yeah. I was, if I would, if I wasn't working hard, I wouldn't be right here. Yeah, I mean that, that's straight real, up. man. That's real, bro. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming through, man. ASJ good yeah. is straight out the den. Um, I, I forgot to mention this early on, man. But like, if y'all listen to this on SoundCloud, that's great. Um, I really do appreciate it. But what we really need you to do is like, if you look right up under that play button, you should see you subscribe on iTunes. Go and subscribe on iTunes. Rate, comment, do all of that, man. You know, um iTunes is a bigger platform for us, um, yeah. and, and I love SoundCloud. No disrespect to SoundCloud. Y'all are listening. That's what's most important, but the way this game works, you know, people need comments and ratings in order for us to get to the place that we're trying to get, man, so definitely go on iTunes and subscribe, and all you got to do is subscribe one time, rate it, and, um, you know, you can listen on SoundCloud if you want to. That's fine, but just subscribe on iTunes. That's all we need you to do, and just rate it, but um, without, you know... Dude, I, I once again, man, I appreciate your time, bro. Like we, we, um, this one here is gonna be a little over, you know, an hour and twenty minutes, bro. So like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they they getting plenty of information from you, man. Most you know, definitely. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at str the number eight o u t d a d e n. Uh, check out straightoutthedend.com for all your latest and um, underground hip hop music and videos. I can say something real quick, bro. Please do. I appreciate the opportunity, you know, the platform to be able to speak. You know what I'm saying? It means a lot to me, you know, as a, as a black male to be able to speak my voice. And, you know, we talked earlier about felons and stuff, and I'm a felon myself. So it's hard to get a job out here. You know what I mean? But that don't mean you quit. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, just keep pushing. And anybody listening, you know what I'm saying? Keep grinding for whatever it is that you want to do. You know That's what real. I mean? And, 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 and believe in yourself because the opportunities are endless. You know what I mean? Everything is a stepping stone to where you want to go. Just walk with the Almighty and believe in yourself. Believe in Him. You know what I'm saying? And and I appreciate the opportunity, bro. That's right. A hundred. You know what I'm saying? All Much good, love. Man. Hey, anytime you want to come to the den and speak, bro, you you are welcome. Hey, that's <laughs> what it is, man. You're I welcome, appreciate bro. it. Yeah. All good, man. Well, it's Jay Good straight out the den. Um, do all that stuff we did, we said do earlier, man. Make sure you check out the homie Dead Fresh. It's Dead Fresh Shawty on Twitter. That's yep. the best way to get in contact with him. Let's get and remember, it. don't ask him for his cell phone number because he ain't passing it out. <laughs> uh, 10 4, you know that, man. All right, we out. All right.